You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. We were wondering, we talked a little bit about it on the show yesterday on whether or not we were going to see the Cubs tender contracts to Kyle Schwarber and Albert Almora. And you kind of figured that Almora played his last game with the Cubs. But Schwarber was a more interesting decision. And whether or not people were going to be able to let go of what's happened with the Cubs over the last five years. I was talking... With with Herbie about this, like these last five years of Cubs baseball have gone by so quickly and it felt so different. It felt so different than anything that that the, that a living Cubs fan has experienced where you're in this moment of Camelot. Like you're in this great place where things seem to be working and and you're ahead of the game and you're not behind it at all and even with a team that won the division and I know it's weird to even talk about like they won the division last year they were in the playoffs not for very long and they didn't score many runs once they got to the playoffs but they had players that were instrumental in Kyle Schwarber and Albert Almora to them winning a World Series Almora's defense and base running and I'm pretty sure I mean, I'm I'm sure you'll correct me if I'm wrong Almora pinch runs for Schwarber to end up scoring the run that ends up winning you the World Series that's how quickly things can change that's where we're at now where yeah they did they avoided arbitration with the other guys Contreras and and Bryant and Baez but most people expect Bryant to be moved. Like they'll make their choice and their choice looks to be Baez and Contreras. But there's also talk that maybe Contreras ends up being traded. We don't know what Jed's going to do. We don't know how Jed is going to run this. But I I do wonder if there is any sort of shock that goes through your Cubs soul seeing some of these pieces start to get traded off. Because more so Schwarber than Almora. This is a guy that, that was part of ushering in a new era of Cubs baseball. That you started to look at what he was able to accomplish. Already, Like if you look at he he's been... He's he's been a solid hitter. 
And if you look at his career numbers, he ends up with an OPS of 816. And he's a OPS plus of 113. So if you talk with the OPS plus, he's if you're over 100, you're better than average. And 113 is fine. And I, I thought that he had turned it around in the second half of the 2019 season. I'm, I'm still not sure what to do with the 2020 numbers. I'm, I'm just not. There were some star players that had great years, like Fernando Tatis, for example, or Manny Machado, or Jose Abreu. And then there were some players that just didn't have it. Schwarber in 2020, slash line, 118, 308, 393. That 308 is probably the more troubling number than even the batting average number. He's a lifetime 230 hitter. But the fact that he didn't get on base and that he didn't slug, not great. And in 2019, when you looked at what he had done, let me go pull up the split because it was really cool to see the type of numbers that he was putting up in the second half of the season last year. It looked like a guy who had figured some things out. And his overall numbers in 2019 were good. So in 2019, Schwarber goes 250, 339, 531. He's an 871 OPS, okay? And OPS plus of 127. Now let's look at what he was in the first half of the season versus the second half. First half of the season, 227, 320, 457, an OPS of 777, which is about an average player in the game. Second half of the season, 280, 366, 631 for a 997 OPS. He had 20 home runs. He had 38 total home runs last year. You look at the September numbers for him. 341, 419, 681. He was an 1,100 OPS player in September, a 978 OPS player in August. What am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do in comparison to the 60 games that he played in 2020? There'll always be a place in Major League Baseball. Like, he's not going to not work. There'll always be a place for Kyle Schwarber, and I'm sure that there are plenty of American League teams that are like, hey, we can find a spot for him. The White Sox should be interested in Kyle Schwarber to be their DH. They should be real interested in it. But there are other teams, too, and I wonder what, what Kyle is. And it's possible that he could work a deal out with the Cubs and he can end up back with the Cubs. I'm not sure that he'd want to do that. The Almora thing is he never he never really learned to hit. And then there were times where it felt like his defense suffered. He's another guy that'll play for a long time because he can catch. But if you look at what, what's happened to him since people were getting excited about him, I think, in the 2017 season, where even then, offensively, he was about an average player. 
it just got worse from there. Last year for the Cubs in, in two, 2019, he was one of the worst players on the team. He was at like Daniel Descalso level. Well, not that bad. But he was a 651 OPS, which is way below average. And this past year, he was below Daniel Descalso levels. 167, 265, 200 for an OPS of 465. I didn't mean for this to be like a statistical pod today. It's it's honestly a little bit more about how you feel about this, where these are the the the, the steps. It's not the first step, because the first step is Theo walking away. But these are the steps that go inside of it changing. Like it's it being forever changed. And we're all gonna have to deal with it. Like we all have to deal with the changes that are happening in our lives every day, but it just seems that this has been such a slide where you go from and maybe maybe the first step in this is not even Theo. Maybe I maybe I shortchanged it. Maybe the first step is Joe. That they felt comfortable moving away from Joe. And that that kind of I guess that starts to close the door on that era of Cubs baseball. And you bring in Rossi, and I thought Rossi did a great job managing in 2020 with everything that they had to deal with. I thought that he did a wonderful job for a first-year manager. And then Theo's like, I think I'm out. And Jed is, I talked with Jed on the show last week. He seems motivated and, and energized to try and rebuild this team. I'm not sure how he's going, like what he's going to be given to do that. Like if he's going to be given the resources to do it the way that he wants to do it. But it's got to be hard for those guys to walk away from players that help them win a World Series. It's got to be rough. It's got to be rough on you too as a Cubs fan to walk away from all of these things that you've known about this era of Cubs baseball. I don't think that they're done. I think that I think I would be shocked if Chris Bryant is a Cub past the trading deadline and maybe not even there, maybe before opening day. And you read some of the stuff the Nationals are saying, they still haven't really replaced Rendon. Not that you can. I mean, that's one of the best players in the league. But they they thought that they might be able to cobble together some production. A healthy Chris Bryant helps them in that regard. And you put him on a team with Juan Soto, you give him a, a change of scenery, and hopefully he's healthy and ready to ride. And maybe you get the best version of Chris Bryant. I like Chris Bryant a lot. I think he's a great player, and I think that they're – I think he's a great player that's been going through a really rough physical patch and wasn't able to find it in 2020. I also feel like he's the type of player that you let go and you regret. He's not going to get $300 million. And maybe he should have if the if the Cubs were offering him. I wonder if that offer of $200 million was on the table right now. Would he take it? It's a fun game to play. Real fun game to play with other people's money. So I'm going to stop spending 
other people's money and get off this pie. But I just wanted you to let, let you know, like, I'm paying attention. And it's it's interesting to see how these dominoes are going to fall and how we're in a different era of Cubs baseball. Thanks for listening.